As we continue in our worship at this time, would you please join with me in a word of prayer? Let us pray. Almighty God, this day, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, shaking us to new life in you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Once again, I want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas. It really is such a joy to come to this time of the year and to celebrate the birth of Christ among us. Because after weeks, actually after months of planning and preparation, we now finally get to celebrate the birth of Christ among us. And for some of us, tonight brings to conclusion a journey that began a long time ago. I was talking with a friend of mine not too long ago who loves Christmas and can't wait for it to get here each year. She and her husband have two kids. She told me rather sheepishly that she and her husband were dropping the kids off at school the day after Halloween. And she said the kids no sooner got out of the car and she said her husband looked at her and he simply said, ready? And she smiled and exclaimed, yes. And he grabbed his phone and he hit the station that he had preset and immediately the car was filled with Christmas music. They quickly went and found a Christmas tree, took the tree home and had all of the decorations and the tree decorated all by the time the kids got home from school that day. That was at the very beginning of November. Similarly, I remember walking in one of the grocery stores in the first week of November and you know what I saw. Everywhere, many Christmas trees, wreaths, holiday decorations, all of it was already out because people can't wait for Christmas. Even if you're somebody who waits until Thanksgiving or maybe December, or even if it was last week to get ready for Christmas, this day represents a culmination of sorts. For weeks, we have been focused on journeying to get to this very point where Jesus is finally born among us. And our guides on this journey have been Mary, the mother of Jesus, and Joseph, who would become Mary's husband and the earthly father of Jesus, and Elizabeth, the cousin of Mary, who offers Mary comfort just when she needs it. Throughout this journey, we have encountered moments of great, great joy, such as when Mary sang her Magnificat, the amazing song where she declared, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And we've encountered moments of uncertainty and hardship and anxiety in this journey. Surely Mary had to wonder what in the world God was doing by having her as a young teenage unwed young woman be the one to deliver the Son of God into the world. And no doubt Joseph, who was pledged to be married to Mary, wondered what in the world was going on with her suddenly being pregnant. His life and Mary's life were totally thrown up in the air by her unexpected pregnancy. And on this journey, we've encountered moments of surprise and delight to see Mary's cousin Elizabeth pregnant herself unexpectedly in her old age was a great surprise. And then to have Elizabeth's understanding and support for Mary, 
To understand where Mary was coming from in her own journey must have been balm to Mary's soul in the anxiety that she was feeling. It must have been sheer delight to be understood in that way. And then if we back up even farther in this journey of Christ coming among us and what we are celebrating this day, we remember that it was foretold all the way back in the Old Testament, centuries and centuries earlier. The great prophet Isaiah had prophesied at one time in Isaiah chapter 9, that people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. That wonderful counselor, that prince of peace is now finally born among us. This long journey has culminated in this moment today when we reach this conclusion where Christ is finally born among us. So that this day, God gets close and personal and intimate in the flesh, literally. This day, while on a trip to fulfill a census requirement being put out by the Roman Empire under Caesar Augustus, the time comes for the baby to be born. This day, we now hear how Mary and Joseph need to stop somewhere so that she can have the baby. And unbelievably, because there was no room in the guest space for them, they needed to use a stable with animals, with manure, with dirt, to be the maternity ward that Mary needed. And just to be clear, as a professor of mine once said, today, let's not let our sugar-coated, pastel-hued image of Christmas dull us to the scandal of Mary's maternity ward. The filthiest place in the world was the first dwelling of the most perfect person ever to be born. This past summer, our daughter, Alex, worked in the labor and delivery unit in the Williamsport Hospital. She even amazingly got to deliver two babies with the guidance of a midwife. I mean, she actually delivered the babies, which I can hardly believe, but I'm also incredibly proud of. And she can tell you the great length that they had to go to for every single woman who came there to have their baby delivered. All of the scrubbing that needed to happen, the gowns that needed to be worn, masks as needed, antiseptics, everything had to be completely sanitary for each birth. Not so this day when Jesus is born. The journey to the arrival of Jesus ends this day not with a warm bed, not with nurses and soap and clean sheets. The journey ends at a manger, a food trough. And it's a journey that ends not with immediate family and friends coming to visit, Mary and Joseph and the newborn Jesus. It's a journey that culminates with visitors who are angels, and shepherds of all people being the first guests to Mary and Joseph and Jesus. It's really quite a scene when you stop and think about it. 
I think in this birth scene, we see a fundamental reality when it comes to journeys with Jesus. And that reality is this. Journeys with Christ rarely turn out the way we would expect. Who would have guessed that worship of God's one and only son, Jesus, would first happen at a manger, in a stable, with animals, and shepherds, and angels, with an unwed couple during a census in close proximity to Menor. But that's exactly what we find here. We come to the end of this journey of Jesus, not in a beautiful maternity ward with dignitaries and powerful, influential people, but rather in a dingy, smelly animal shed and with sheep herders. Who would have guessed? And yet, and yet, this God has a way not only of surprising us in the journey, but also bringing forth new realities and new life in the midst of the unexpected journey. And it is often when we least expect it. A few weeks ago, a different friend of mine I was talking with, and recently her mother has moved into a nursing home. And on one particular weekend, my friend had the opportunity to go and visit her mom at the nursing home when they were going to be worshiping on Sunday morning. My friend admitted that her expectations for good worship were not overly high. Many of the residents had cognitive impairment. The worship space was in the same room in which they played bingo and did crafts and ate their snacks. So the tables had to be pushed to the side of the room and the chairs had to be stacked on top of each other and then rearranged. And space had to be made for walkers and for wheelchairs coming in as more and more people arrived. And by the time the worship started, the room was almost full, almost at capacity. Now the worship was simple, no pastor, no finely polished message, no choir, no organ, no hymnals, not even any candles. Just a TV screen with a worship video. And when they did the worship, my friend told me that the worship wasn't all that complicated. It included some scripture readings, a short message, and then a hymn with words on the screen so the residents could sing along. And the speaker was not dramatic. They were very simple. They spoke slowly. The message was not emotional or funny or clever. It was simple. On the surface, none of this sounds very impressive. Who expects to encounter God in a worship service designed for people with dementia? But in that simple setting, something beautiful happened. Even with the crowding, as everyone came in, they were greeted with a warm smile. And those who were physically able made room for everyone else as they were coming in. A woman who visited her husband regularly at the nursing home held his hand through the whole worship service. And a resident who had been a good singer in his younger years enthusiastically sang the tenor line for each song whenever he could. His voice came in and out as he remembered the words. There was joy on the faces of many of those people whose brains may no longer work quite the way that yours and mine do, but who reached deep inside of their memory and were able to sing hymns that they had known and loved for decades. 
And my friend said that there in that simple setting with the residence and with the message and the music, something profound happened, something holy, something sacred. She said, God showed up and it was holy and good and powerful. And my friend was truly, truly moved. Who would have guessed God to show up in such a real way, in such a simple place? Sounds a little or maybe a lot like what happens in scripture here this day, as what is described in Luke chapter two, because that's how this God works both then and now both when Jesus was born physically and Jesus born among us in our hearts now. It's true, you just never know where this God will show up in the journey. I'm curious, I wonder how your Christmas journey has been this year. As you think back over the last couple of weeks or months in the buildup to this particular time, what's it been like for you? Do you feel like you have journeyed well? Do you feel ready for this birth? Do you feel ready to welcome Jesus among us? Or do you feel like tonight has snuck up on you? That this is the first time that you've sat down for more than five minutes to think about what Christmas is really all about. My guess is that some of us feel like we've done a pretty good job on this journey this year. Some of us probably feel like we've done a pretty good job preparing for this moment and the birth of Christ among us. And my guess is also that others of us feel like we've probably missed the journey. That it was all we could do to get here at this time. That between kids and jobs and taking care of mom and dad or the grandparents, between dealing with sickness and finances, between the worries and anxieties of this life and with all the busyness that we have to endure, it was all we could do to get here and now. And honestly, we've missed that journey. And now here we are at the end of it. So maybe you feel like you did a good job getting to the end of this journey, or maybe you feel like you missed it all together. Well, here is some of the good news of this particular day, that whether we feel like we've done a good job on the journey and now it's the end, or we've missed it all together, this day is not the end of the journey. It's the beginning. Let me repeat that. This day is not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning. Please hear me on this because this is more significant than we might think. We live in a world that tries to convince us that this day and Christmas, that this is it. And the day after tomorrow, that the Christmas journey is over. By the end of next week, there will be no more talk of Christmas deals at stores. There will be no more Christmas songs being played on the radio. All we will hear about is the new year coming and the resolutions we'll be encouraged to make. And the idea of Christmas will be fully in the rear view mirror. And if we're not careful, we ourselves will start to believe that narrative that this day is the end of the journey, but it's not. In some Christian traditions, they celebrate what's called the season of Epiphany. Epiphany is recognized when the three wise men came to visit Jesus and see the one who had been revealed to them as the newborn Christ. An Epiphany lasts in the upcoming weeks from now all the way to the season of Lent in February. It's about seven-ish weeks 
In other words, this is the church's way of saying that this day there begins a Christmas journey that does not end. It continues. And in fact, it begins as Jesus is born in the flesh among us, and that will continue in the days ahead. I know some people who, after looking forward to this time of the year all year long, feel a bit sad when it's over, as if the Christmas journey ends. Well, church, that's a lie. This day marks not the end of the journey with Christ, but a new reality for a new journey with Christ that is ongoing. It's a journey with Christ in the flesh and in our hearts. It is a journey by Christ with us. Do we realize what a gift this is? Christ with us in the full journey of life. Christ with us when we laugh and when we celebrate. Christ with us when we cry and when we grow weary. Christ with us when we wonder if evil is going to win. Christ with us with healing and justice when they are realized. Christ with us when loved ones are here and when loved ones are gone. Christ with us when we welcome new members into our families. And Christ with us again in the fullness and the journey of all of life. I don't know where you may be in your journey with Christ this day. Maybe you've been journeying with Christ for a long time, but maybe that journey has grown stale. Or you feel you've already arrived at the end of the journey or experienced all there is to experience. Well, may this day be an opportunity to begin anew and afresh. And maybe you've never given much thought to Jesus on your journey in life. Maybe you simply haven't cared or felt it to be relevant. Or maybe you feel like it's too late for you based on the brokenness and the shame in your life. If that is you, may this day be an opportunity to begin anew and afresh. Or maybe you're somewhere in between those extremes. If so, may this day be an opportunity to begin anew and afresh. Because this day is a day of new beginnings, not an ending. Almost 22 years ago, our first child, our daughter Alex, was born. And I remember the months and the days leading up to her birth. We wondered, what would she look like, hopefully like her mom? What would her personality be like? Would I be a good dad? I remember watching Jen and her body transform to welcome this new life, and it was beautiful. I remember the time at times going excruciatingly slow, though, so badly wanting to see this child. And for Jen, as the sleep became harder to come by, we looked more and more forward to the day that Alex would be born among us. I realize it sounds silly now, but the last week of that pregnancy seemed to take forever. The due date for Alex came and went. And for a week, for every day, we wondered if this pregnancy journey would come to an end. Would it ever end? And of course we knew that it would. But it didn't feel like it in the moment. And then it was over. Alex was born. It all happened rather quickly. Within a few hours of getting to the hospital, Alex came into this world at 1.30 on a Thursday morning. The journey was over. Except it wasn't. It was just beginning. The end of the pregnancy was really the beginning of the journey, not the end. And over these last 21 plus years, we've loved every moment of the journey with Alex and now Josh and Zach. 
And now that little baby girl is helping to deliver new babies into this world. This day, the journey continues. This day, Jesus becomes one of us. And because of this reality, the journey with Jesus does not end. It is just beginning. This day, as John 1.14 reminds us, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Thanks be to God. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Amen.